It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Check out our merch store, onthefinside.threadless.com. Here we are during NFL Draft Week as Paul and I continue to go through these positional players. This time we're looking at pure linebackers, maybe a few that have some versatility, but overall this seems to be a position that's not a huge need for the Dolphins, one of the very few on defense that isn't a need. I mean, you look at their depth chart. For some reason, it looks like they're going to keep Kiko Alonso around this year, and they've also got Raekwon McMillan and Jerome Baker, who are those pure linebackers and really the future at that position. So kind of like the same conversation, Paul, at running back, you know, it's we have to find somebody that's a little bit unlike what we currently have in-house. Completely. And, and and outside of two guys at the top end of the draft that I know we'll get to, there there's really a handful of those in those middle rounds that I think could come in and be very complimentary to what Miami's already got. I mean, yes, they're keeping Kiko for this year as it stands right now. And yes, that was a big sigh. I, I just, it's every great play is followed by five dumb, dumb plays. It's, if if you know, I go back to Jeff Ireland talking to Vontae Davis on Hard Knocks. You know, you're you're here, and then you're here, and then you're here. We just need you right here, and we're good. Uh, and and we just don't see that out of Kiko. So, yeah, there there are several guys, and I know we'll get to them here that I do like, and there's some that I don't. One guy I'm going to throw out real quick it, it, that I just do not like. I do not see it. You know, he's he's ranked way earlier than I think he should be, and that's Ben Burkerman. He he just I, we talked about this off the air. All I can think of when I watch his tape is Quentin Poling, a guy that runs around is way too late making a read, way too slow even after he makes the read, and is usually standing somewhere near the pile after the whistle blows, and, and is still moving towards it to get to where it looks like he was somewhere close. You know, it, it's you don't even see him get his jersey dirty half the time because he's not in the pile. And I don't want a linebacker that's just like, ooh, ooh, yeah, they tackled him right there. See, guys, everybody look. It, it, that's what I see when I watch Ben Burkirvin. He just does not have the NFL ability or game speed or read and react times for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I when I look at him, I see a small player. And six foot, 230 pounds, he doesn't even look that big. And he was productive this past year, 176 tackles, two sacks, four forced fumbles, two interceptions, but that doesn't mean it necessarily translates to the NFL level. So I I don't see a lot of what he brings. I think he's going to end up being a late round or two. Um, Going back to the top of the board here, though, I expect Devin White to be gone in the top in the first six to seven picks. Right now he's a favorite to go fifth to the Tampa Bay Bucks, And, Devin Bush is somebody throughout the process as well has, I always thought he was going to drop because he's a, he's a pure linebacker and he's on the small side, but he's continued to knock it out of the park with workouts and interviews. You're talking about two people here, Paul, that at linebacker ran a four, four, two in the 40 time. And these are players that we thought it wouldn't be surprising if they didn't run all that fast either. So I look at Devin white as a Patrick Willis type of impact player. 
So the big question is, in some crazy scenario that Devin White starts falling and falling and falling and the Dolphins are within arm's length, is this a player you would take at 13? I would absolutely take him at 13. Uh, It's, you know, it it would depend a little bit on how the board shook out for me at that point. But I I would absolutely, absolutely be fine with the pick. Uh, he, He is a guy that I think could be explosive for this defense and an anchor of the defense for years to come. You don't pass on that if if the situation's right for you to, to get him. So I would not trade up to go after him. Um, there, there's actually another one that we'll talk about in a minute that, that I really like that's a little bit undersized and I think is one of the most explosive players I, I think I've watched this, this offseason. But – yeah, no, I, I would absolutely have no problem taking a Devin Bush. I would absolutely have no problem taking White. Uh, both of them are explosive players, and you're not going to be sorry for taking them. Yeah, uh, Devin White, I would all day take at 13. You know, I, I don't see him going to going to that spot. I'd be again, I'd be shocked if he's if he's within arm's length. I, I see him going fifth overall to Tampa, but we haven't talked about him a lot because he's been so out of reach. So it's good that we have. Devin Bush is somebody in a trade down I would be able to stomach. I don't see him being on the Dolphins' radar. I, I look for him to go somewhere between between picks 10 and 20. One thing to keep in mind in terms of a trade down partner, a few weeks ago Tony Pauline reported that the Steelers sent 10 scouts to the Michigan Pro Day specifically for Devin Bush. So they picked 20th, Dolphins picked 13th. Wouldn't surprise me if that were a trade-up partner. They've been looking to replace Ryan Shazier. A player that I don't like, that I haven't for a while, is Alabama linebacker Mac Wilson. This is somebody who was in the draft. He was out of the draft. At the last minute, he got into the draft. He was a projected first or second rounder at one point, and I really wanted to like this guy when I watched him last year. But in the last three or four games, I – I just didn't see it. I didn't see the range. I saw him out of position constantly, and he was clearly overshadowed by Devin White and Devin Bush in the pre-draft. He didn't run at the combine, which angered a lot of scouts. And then once he worked out at the combine or at, at Alabama's pro day, pretty underwhelming. I mean, ran a four-six-five, but didn't look all that great in positional drills. I see this guy. Probably going third round. I would even. I wouldn't even take him then at that spot. So, other than that, you see a lot of players who kind of look the same. To be quite honest with you, kind of that uh, worse version of Raquan McMillan in the middle. But one guy I want to mention too that that seems to be moving up boards, and Dane Brugler had him as a second round pick. Is uh, is the linebacker from the University of Hawaii? And I'm his, his name is escaping me right Jelani now. Jelani Tavai. Jelani Tavai. Thank you very much. Six two two fifty, and he has that look where he can play in the middle one play. He can kick out to outside linebacker on the next play and rush with a lot of good technique too. So I've spent so much time watching him, I didn't bother to memorize his name off the top of my head. So lesson learned here uh, on the fin side. But he's somebody I, I, I don't want necessarily in the second round, maybe in the third round. So, Paul, who are some other players that stick out to you for good or for bad? See, it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned Jelani Tavai because I do want to touch on him for a brief second. He's a guy that I wanted to like. I mean, he hurt his shoulder 
running back an interception for a touchdown that I think got called back, unfortunately, or, or he would have ended up being Hawaii's all-time leading tackler. But I watch his tape, and, and I see a lot of cleanup tackles where he's the guy that's kind of dragging down at the end or doesn't quite make the tackle but gets credit for it because somebody else cleans it up. Um, <clears throat> I'm not 100% sold, even though I do like his reads and instincts, that he is going to trans- translate well to the NFL level, at, at least compared to, to some of the other guys there. For me, I'd rather in the third round, even if it's a little bit early for some people, go after a guy like Gary Johnson, the outside linebacker from Texas. I mean, he's undersized, six foot two twenty six. We were just talking about, you know, Devin Bush and White in the first round. This guy runs a four four three. I mean, he plays fast. He absolutely does a bang up job reading plays and just bursting through. And he just I mean, my notes here on him, I actually wrote the words destroys plays on a regular basis. He just ruins offenses, and he plays so damn fast on every play, all out. And I just love watching this guy play. I'm falling in love with the idea of him coming to Miami. I'm right there with you. In fact, it's even though we disagree on Tavai, uh, th- these are my notes for Gary Johnson for the show. Wondering why he doesn't get more love, thought he had great tape, is – Capital letters fast moving forward, and he proved it by running four four three at the combine. And this past year, he had sixteen and a half tackles for loss at the middle linebacker spot. I don't understand really in today's NFL that value speed why he's not projected higher. I see these mock drafts. I see him going in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round, and I'm with you. I I might take him in the third round, and I would take him all day in the fourth or the fifth because I think he completes a piece at linebacker that is missing speed. And even if he isn't that down to down middle linebacker, which I think he has a chance of being, he's going to be an incredible special teams player. He is. And and he could play on the outside too. So, I mean, you could absolutely throw a defense out with him, rake and, uh, and, uh, Oh God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I'm so excited about Gary Johnson here, but, uh, it's, absolutely somebody you can have out there all day. Another guy I like even a, a little bit later who ran a four, four, six and, and it is similar size wise is Ulysses Gilbert out of Akron. I mean, you watch him play again. He got one exclamation point on fast instead of two like Gary Johnson got, but he sees the field. Well, he's got great body control covers beautifully and just has a knack for the ball. And there's a lot of reports about how much, in the off season leading up to last year, he just turned into an absolute film nut, which that translates very well to the NFL level. He just reacts and reacts well and doesn't seem to react wrong very often. And he plays so damn fast. I think he could be an absolute steal for the Dolphins, possibly even in the fifth round. And someone else in that range too, that has moved up is Blake Cashman out of Minnesota ran a four five flat, very productive player, too. I mean, this past year at Minnesota, 104 tackles, 15 for loss. Doesn't stand out really in one particular area, but does get to the spot quickly and does hit, does do so with great instincts. Two things that Kiko Alonso does not bring to the table. Something else to that we need, really need to keep an eye on, too, at that linebacker spot is, even though I typically don't like these 
you know, four seven, four eight, four nine forty type of plugging linebackers. The Patriots are a team that historically have had a lot of success with these types of players. I mean, you look at them drafting Brandon Spikes, reaching on him badly in the second round. Gosh, it was eight or nine years ago because they thought so highly of him to fill that role. And they drafted Juwan Bentley this past year in the fifth round, even though he ran, and I think it was a five flat. But he was very good at Purdue, good run defense instincts. I think it's worth keeping an eye out for a guy like Trey Lamar out of Clemson. I mean, he ran a 4.93, which is offensive lineman speed there, but was incredibly productive at Clemson, was really that thumper in the middle of their defense. And there could be a limited role for him on a defense like this if the Dolphins want to take a sniff at him there in the fifth round. Also, T.J. Edwards from Wisconsin and Tavon Coney from Notre Dame to a lesser extent, can fill that run defender, limited athlete type of role as well. Uh, Paul, a lot of names we've talked about again here going through this on defense. A lot of players that the Dolphins can take a look at, and they have take a look, taken a look at. Uh, Ty Summers from TCU as well as somebody the Dolphins have brought in. Um, looks more of like a late-round guy, but he did run a 4-5-1 um, at the Combine. Somebody to, that the Dolphins, if they don't draft, may take a look at as an undrafted free agent. Um, yeah, so we, we've talked about a lot of guys here. Paul, anything else you want to add on here at the pure linebacker spot? The Dolphins may not draft one, but if the right value falls to them, I, you know, I think they should always be open to taking a look at this. They should. I mean, it, it's uh, the Dolphins are in a position where BPA, best player available, is, is a huge thing. And, you know, God, I, I want to draw up a Gary Johnson 2019 campaign poster at this point uh, after watching tape on the kid. I'm with you completely on the fact that, you know, I, I don't understand why he's not getting more press either. But again, it's also the press, not not the film rooms and no NFL scout or G, GM is going to come out and say, dude, you don't have him rated higher. Come on now. Look how good he is. If if they're into him, so I mean, it's every year we see a few guys go that the pundits didn't predict. So I think Gary Johnson could be one of those guys. I I hate to say it, I wouldn't hate the pick if they managed to move down a little bit in the second round and steal him. Interesting. I, I th- that may start to be a little bit too too rich for my blood, but you certainly like him more than I do. But I, I you know, if, if third round I could stomach that would perform in the fourth or fifth round where I think the Dolphins could could get him. I, I don't think it'd be necessary to trade up for him at that spot, but who knows? We'll see. The Dol- you know, If the Dolphins hear something and like him enough, stranger things have happened. I, and I was talking if they traded down, not up. So just just, just to clarify a little sec- bit. There. From the second to the third round you're talking about. Well, no, if they, if they drop back, say, 10 picks in the second round, and snatched him off the board while accumulating either an additional second or third rounder all day, all day long. So you're still taking him in the second round? Yeah, but not gotcha. trading up to get him, trading down. Gotcha. gotcha. I'm not. I think that's where we where we differ on that. Yeah, but that's fair. If if you trade down and you pick a different player at 58 or 59, and then you get another third round pick, and then you take Gary Johnson, I think I'd, I'd be more receptive to that. Anyway, we're talking about way too many Gary Johnson scenarios here uh, as we continue to Gary Johnson 2019 just so y'all know (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, one guy I'm disappointed in that I, I really wish I'd like more is, is Terrell Hanks, too, from New Mexico State. I mean, I, I thought this guy had looked like he had very good range, and then he shows up at the combine, runs a 4.99, goes to his pro day, runs a 4.8, I think, and then doesn't look good in drills. And that's important, that bendiness and that speed at, at that linebacker spot. A lot of people were saying he's the next Darius Leonard. That's dropped off considerably. But I still like what I saw on him on tape as far as his range. Somebody I'd still take a look at in the fourth or fifth round if he's still available there. So I'm sure we're going to have a lot of more opinions at linebacker as we continue to go along. Be sure to check out all of our position-by-position draft segments here on the Finside. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. And check out our merch store on thefinside.threadless.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Finside. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side, left side or the right, right side. side, and it must be the fifth left. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.